oh me, oh my, oh my, oh me. Cowboy Bebop is canceled, I see. That <laughs> was fucking stupid. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fun with Flame. I am your host, Daniel the Flame. And uh, if you haven't heard, because it's been repeated over a thousand fucking times by almost everybody now, uh, the Cowboy Bebop uh, Netflix series was canceled after one season, um, not too long after its original airing, because of horrible fucking um, ratings as well as viewership. Um, a lot of people basically chimed in that they really only checked in for like one episode and then immediately checked out. Um, you had a plethora of different moments and different things that essentially pissed off the entire fan base of anyone who happens to be um, a fan of Cowboy Bebop um, being done before the show even got created. Um, just horrible things that just really backtrack and took away a lot of stuff from different characters and whatnot. And essentially, a lot of people basically tried to see if they could should invest their time in the show by looking into the first episode to see, you know, and hey, what's all the hubbub about? Is it is it anything worth looking at? And no, the answer is no. Now, I personally have watched all 10 episodes and I hate the fucker. But at the same time, I've also talked about in my review for the damn thing that there were parts that I generally enjoyed. It's just the fact that this was something that was done in relation to Cowboy Bebop. Therefore, it did not work. If it was something separate, it would have been fine. Um, what's his name? The dude who played Spike, John Cho, isn't that his name? I can't remember. Um, but it's like, yeah, the, the dude can play a character. And, it, you know, and it's like, he, he's a good actor. So if they were to have made him someone else or he was to do a different type of show or whatnot, a nice little buddy cop thing that they had going on, that would have been fine. But he ain't no Spike Spiegel. So <laughs> that was a bad choice on their part. Um, hell, a lot of people criticized the fact of um, Edward being showcased on like the last episode, which was hilarious. And um, not not hilarious isn't good, but hilarious isn't like terrible. When I, when I saw it, I was like, good Lord, the fuck is this? And, um, <laughs> and also the fact that you had a prime time example of having a black character who has red hair. So an actual black person with red hair in a show that you can make and showcase and you did not do it. Instead, you made the most awkward attempt at some fucktard doing an Edward impression ever that has ever existed. And it was terrible. It was really, really terrible. Um, I would have preferred if they would have possibly went with a younger actor, um, actor who did it also preferably to make that character black as edward is black um with red hair and um essentially told told um toned down the um eccentric nature of edward but more so used the calm aspect that edward had in the beginning before going to all the weird wiggy shit from the very first part like especially when trying to just just showcase ed as like a little nice teaser for another season that would have been the smarter move, but instead, instead, but instead, they went with an immediate Spike Spiegel. The shit was stupid. It is so fucking stupid and terrible. And I was like, just looking at it, like, yeah, this is terrible. This is really terrible. They made Julia a bad guy. They made vicious, ridiculous. I've actually had a friend who said he liked the um, concept of essentially Spike being named Fearless and him and Vicious having a backstory going on. And he was okay with that, and. 
I kept going, no. <laughs> like I had to go, no. Yeah, Kevin, I'm, I'm calling you out, boy. But I understood what he meant. And I, I agree with him on the aspect of like, yeah, that there's nothing wrong with that um, element of the story. It's just, it doesn't work for Cowboy Bebop because that's not something in Cowboy Bebop. Even naming Spike Fearless, it was like, you know, in tandem to Vicious, you have Fearless. So Vicious and Fearless working together. And it was like, yeah, that that don't work for Cowboy Bebop because that never was in Cowboy Bebop. So making up shit and adding it to something and then going, hey, you know, I'm okay with that. That That's not what people are looking for. That's not an acceptable um, occurrence for anything, nor is that something that anyone should basically just sit back and take <laughs> and shoved up their ass for any 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 facet of the um, of the imagining of that no no matter what and it was like well they went a different route with this way and it was like they shouldn't have why would you do that if for someone who basically understands and knows the content of what's going on that should never be apparent in any fucking thing um when you're doing something whether it be a live action adaptation or any other type of adaptation now more so the reason the thing i wanted to talk more about than anything else was the discussion about um changing or not having live action adaptations in general because of this giant faux pas first of all let's not act like this is the worst live action anime adaptation that's ever existed dragon ball evolution is still alive and well folks and that thing should get dragged to hell where it belongs <laughs> it is a spawn of satan and i dare anyone to claim otherwise but also, let's not sit here and protest that there haven't been good live-action adaptations. I keep hearing the, the freaking YouTuber, Yellow Flash Dude, keep talking about the Yu Yu Hakusho live-action adaptation. It's like, that's going to be done in Japan. Like, Japanese are taking that. It's going to be shown on Netflix, but the Japanese are doing that one. Much like the Roroni Kenshin live-action movies, the two movies that came out recently. And so there's really nothing to fear from something like that, because it's not really coming... From, from the get-go, it's not really coming from a place that's immediately like, oh, this is unsatisfactory. Much like with the American adaptations that they've been making with this shit. Because, obviously, this is being done by people who have no type of passion for this stuff, as well as do not give a fuck about the overall content. Um, I uh, the What's his name? Uh, Young Ripper. That was another YouTuber dude I was watching, and I was inclined to agree with him because it was the same... Um, consensus that i came to and i was like no i don't believe that you should just scrub off any idea of a live action adaptation of an anime to get made no that that's completely idiotic as well as fucking stupid um different forms of media requires different form of attention as well as different showcases that can expand or bring about bring about more people interested into the um into the original source material than um than ever before um case in point the fucking lord of the rings books I never knew they existed when I was younger. I literally remember it being a line on Friends because of Chandler and Ross hanging out with a guy called Gandalf. And then Joey was like, what is Gandalf? And then they start laughing at him because they was like, you never read the Lord of the Rings books? And he was like, no, I'm sorry. When I was in high school, I was too busy having sex. And that's all I knew about Lord of the Rings. I've never heard about it until Peter Jackson made those damn movies. So... My entire life, I knew nothing about Lord of the Rings lore, the what it, what it, how long it's been around, when it was created, how big the fucking books are, or the story. None of that shit. Didn't know nothing. When the movies came out, every film teacher worth his salt would would just play 
the first fellowship of the rings over and over and over again to like highlight and showcase everything that they loved about the Lord of the Rings books. So naturally I've seen that movie a bunch of times because I've seen so many pretentious motherfuckers play that damn movie. And I did not care for it. I don't care for the Lord of the Rings stories or anything like that, but I've seen all of the Lord of the Rings movies, all of the Hobbit movies. I've seen all the shit. Um, and it, much like with the um, same thing for the Harry Potter books, in which case you live, they live like, well, going back to Lord of the Rings real quick <laughs> in the Lord of the Rings, you have Peter Jackson who grew up reading the books, loved the books, knew them backwards and forwards, and then literally had to convince the studio to allow him to shoot all three movies at one fucking time. Do you have any idea how passionate and beloved and how, how good of a pitch you have to make? In order to convince someone to do some shit like that, I want to shoot three fucking movies. Give me a budget for three fucking big giant blockbuster movies. And I promise you, you're going to make your money back a thousand times over. And this means flying out motherfuckers for costumes, staying in New Zealand for forever, all of that shit. And he was able to do that as well as shoot and film extended shit that wasn't even showcased in the theater version of the movies that then people had to go back and rebuy different versions of the movies in order to see the extended shit, which had other elements within the stories from the books that they weren't even able to put in the theater version of the movie. And watching all three of those movies with like every extended thing is like, that's a day. Like that, that's, that's a whole fucking day. <laughs> like, like you, like, I'm not saying like it takes 24 hours, but I'm saying is like, it takes a long fuck. Like you gotta, you gotta relinquish your entire day. If you want to sit through all three Lord of the Rings books, with I mean all three Lord of the Rings movies with all the extended features and still they weren't able to cover every fucking thing that happened within the books but that's a testament to that dude's passion and care for that product and bringing it to light and showing it in a well-deserved way I can't argue that I cannot argue that I don't really give a damn for the movies why didn't Gandalf summon a, um, a fucking falcon in the beginning and they dropped the ring over the volcano don't know don't care stupid <laughs> but I will never deny the passion and the creativity that came with bringing something that was just written text to the big screen. And it inspired so many fucking people to go to not only like Lord of the Rings, but to go and even fucking read the books, which is, that's what it was meant for. I mean, it, it's something that's been said about manga and anime. Manga and anime help sell one another because people read manga and then they make an anime. People who only watch the anime might be inclined to read the manga so they can know more information about it. Demon Slayer mangas have been selling like crazy. And the uh, the anime is nowhere near the end of the manga, but the manga is finished. But the, the books are selling like crazy. But now going back to the um, Harry Potter books, you have those movies which literally had the creator sitting side by side with the director telling him everything that they wanted and like everything that's supposed to go on in their fucking, in their story, like how they, how she imagined everything to look, how she wanted this, um, the scope of all the things to be like explaining in great detail, working alongside the screenplay writers of the movie, like how this should go down, how this is supposed to be, how he's supposed to feel about this. Tick for tat. They had her in, they had her basically consulting in every fucking movie, damn near every fucking movie. If I, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she got producer credit and all that stuff, I believe as well. And it shows for how much people love the Harry Potter movies. And a lot of people got into the books because of the movies. I've never read the book. I've only seen the movie. And it was one of those things where like, I actually had a teacher play it. Um, one time she played like the first scene of the first movie 
like uh and then she was basically talking about how there's this big difference between the books and the movies and then essentially she was playing the scene and then um and she was like so there are differences and whatnot so you really shouldn't look towards the movies and be like oh like they're exactly what the um like it's like you know like don't think like this is exactly what's in the book and whatnot then i asked my teacher i was like well is the same i was like does harry still defeat voldemort at the end of the story of the first book and she was like well yes and i was like well i don't care (laughs) i was like i'm not reading the book if i get i was like i'm good i was like i'm good because the story isn't something that just grabs me by the balls like that in the first place but it's an okay movie and i respect the book for being so popular that they decided to make it a fucking movie that's cool but it'd be retarded for anyone like in in the grand scope of now if you was to listen to someone from back in the day before they even made Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, try to explain to someone, let's try to make these books into live action movies. People would go, don't do that. Leave those things alone. They're fine just being the books. Movies aren't going to be able to capture the magic and wonder that the books are able to do because you use your own imagination to bring that stuff to life. And now if someone was to tell you that, well, those movies really aren't that good in terms of adapting the books you would look at them and go you're fucking crazy are you insane like that's stupid that's the dumbest thing you could ever possibly say because that is that's a it's a hardcore fact you you never know where you go until you get there and it's not like there haven't been good like to go back to the original top it's not like there hasn't been good anime adaptation movies it's just that this was literally something that was done with absolutely no passion behind it it was done with someone just taking an um an original ip of an anime and then making their own fucking fan fiction of a story filling up with all their gay bullshit whether it be lesbianism dumb shit or transgender dumb shit and then trying to sell some whack-ass cop story well buddy cop story that honestly had no type of substance whatsoever with terrible rendition of characters that have already been presented a certain way as well as hack me and horrible writing with a bunch of characters and how they flowed and um, function the fact that a major plot line within this live action version of cowboy bebop was the fact that jet doesn't know spike's backstory while in the original cowboy bebop that was never an issue the issue was just spike's back um his history getting caught up in whatever it is that they're currently working on Jet didn't want to get brought into no bullshit. So don't bring your bullshit that you left at the door back here because that's not what we're about anymore. You said you left that life behind. I said I left my life behind. Let's move the fuck on. And then sometimes it would rear its ugly head and Spike would come back into that bullshit. But that's how they function. And even still, Jet might be upset at him, but he would forgive him because that's who they were. But having this be a thing and then at the end of it, um, Jet basically losing his daughter in one of the most disgusting lines you could ever possibly do for like a guy trying to be with their kid or something like that. Literally something that was copied from the fucking wire. And I got upset when I saw it. But it was like, Daddy, I want to go home. And she was talking to like her stepdad. And I was like, ugh, this is so gross. <laughs> That's, that is such a, it is a forcible heartstring tug for a character. And it is really dumb. When it was done on the wire, it made absolute perfect fucking sense but when it's not done like when it's like because people don't understand context and like that they just see the moment they don't really get how to set it up correctly and it's just so fucking stupid but 
having that be a thing which would lead Jet to kick Spike off of the Bebop is like, that never happened in the entire fucking series until it was given up as like an, <laughs> until it was like presented as like these pseudo ultimatums that Jet never followed through with. So, fuck. But yeah, I wholeheartedly am against the notion that you shouldn't do animation, um, anime live action adaptations in any spectrum of the world. And it's like, no, the Roni Kenshin movies were fantastic. They, they were really good. They didn't follow with the anime perfectly. And honestly, they shouldn't have. If you've seen the anime, then you know how many goddamn fuck up, just huge fuck ups that that thing has. Like the anime is really fucking broken and is stupid in a lot of parts. But Roni Kenshin's story itself is a good story. It's a well-known story. It's a well-liked story. And the movies did fantastic with it. Some of the best, like, Samurai Swords, um, sword play I've ever seen in any, any movie. Like, you don't see typical Japanese movies that handle samurais and whatnot fight like that. And because that movie did, it, the ship was amazing. It was immaculate. Um, but it's not to say that, you know, they've made a, a live-action Bleach movie. They made a live-action um, Fullmetal Alchemist movie. They made a live-action fucking JoJo movie. Now, reason no one talked about those things is because they were there's just whatever. They came out, they 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 came out, most of them were, you know, Japanese oriented, so Japanese director, Japanese cast and whatnot, everything was left alone. And they were fine. You know, like they, they were okay, but they weren't anything to, to write home about. They were just okay. I believe the director for Roni Kenshin did um Bleach. And it's like whatever. The person who did um JoJo, they also did Blade the Immortal, which is a manga and an anime. And again, it's whatever. It's nothing to write home about because they weren't that great, but they were okay adaptations. So it's not to say that it can't be done. It's just a matter of if you're willing to do it. The JoJo one, I personally thought was sucky because I don't like JoJo. And so they picked the worst of the JoJo's to me and then they adapted that into a live action movie. And whatever, JoJo's gay, right? It's super gay. But it's but what I'm getting at is that it's ridiculous to sit there and go, oh, you just it can't be done. Even in terms of Americans doing an adaptation of an anime, you have Battle Angel Alita, which is a rabbit that everyone's pulling out of the ass in this conversation now, granted, but it is something to mention. And the Battle Angel Alita was literally following the original little um animation movie that they made about it. And it just added a bunch of scenes. And the scenes that they added did not hinder or harm the story in any way. And honestly, it was okay. And it's a fine movie. It's a really fine movie. Battle Angel Leader already is crazy. Um, you just use the dog's blood. That's like war paint. <laughs> That's so silly. But it was something that was done. And it was like, yeah, it's pretty cool. So I heard something and it was like, well, it's damn near just a CGI movie. Everything is majorly CGI. And it's like, all right, it had real people in it. Calm your ass. It's a movie. It's a it's a movie movie. Come on now. Um, like seriously. <laughs> but it it was it it was something that basically was it it was also okay. And it's a really good adaptation because it damn near followed point for point with the original animated movie was when bringing it to a live action scope. And that's fine. You know, it's fine. It's nothing that I personally was willing to buy, but it, it was not a, a bad watch in, in, on any spectrum of the word, both the original anime movie and the live action movie. So, you know, obviously there are elements and proof that you can do this shit well, but what people are failing to realize is that this is not in the, this is not on the scope of whether or not it should be done. This is on the spectrum of, um, of, uh, 
what not no she couldn't even say that it's like whether or not it should be done because it should you know if you find something that you're willing or you believe that you can adapt to live action with the different technology that we have now and you can give it the respect that it deserves by all means try it go ahead see what you can do but if you yourself are only using this as like a career jumping off point you're using this as this some political jargon to showcase how you feel this story should um, tackle this subject matter or any of that other bullshit, then no, you shouldn't. So yeah, it's not a matter. Yeah. So it's not a matter of whether or not you should turn this into a live action adaptation. It's whether or not you can turn this into a live action adaptation. That's a good one. I believe that's a good one. Let's stick with that. Ooh, I like that. Let's just stick with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So I wholeheartedly don't think that, um, yeah, like like anyone should be at fault on this one in terms of being like, you know, well, taking Cowboy Bebop and trying to turn it into a live action thing was just unheard of. No, not at all. Um, that's that's far from um, beyond the point. I mean, they did that to, I believe there's a live action Evangelion. I'm not sure. I haven't seen it. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a live action Evangelion. Um, but, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it was like, if someone doesn't really care about Cowboy Bebop like that, then why the fuck are you even trying to do that? If someone understood Cowboy Bebop or the fans that are behind it or the the history or how much they love these characters and whatnot, then they should have approached this with the mindset of someone who enjoyed Cowboy Bebop and everything that had to deal or do with Cowboy Bebop in the first place. First of all, not make it a... um possibly not make it a series but even if you were going to make it a series have it revolve around a job you have it not associated with anything canon or try to recreate the canon and um showcasing that in the live action version and if you were going to do the canon story live action then stick strictly to what the story actually was don't add anything don't deviate from anything you just stick to that story and then that's it but that's not what happened. We had someone who didn't give a fuck. They did whatever the fuck they wanted to. Netflix gave them free range because it's not like they give a fuck. Sun Sunrise gave them free range because it's not like they give a fuck. They were already paid. And then they haphazardly brought on the actual creator whom they put in as a consultant in the most insulting way possible because at the credits, his name pops up second um, from like the first name that pops up for like whoever directed the episode. And then it says consultant um, Shirato Watanabe, I believe that's his name. And then you have him basically speak out to the public that he had no help in doing anything. They brought him on as a consultant. He gave notes and then they didn't listen to anything and they sent him back home. Fuck if that ain't uh, taking the piss. I don't know what is. And I'm not even English. <laughs> so it's from the from the beginning. It was it was foobar. <laughs> it was it was foobar from the very get go. And yet they dare to believe that people who essentially are into anime, that are into shit that basically stop, like, are, that are created like this and they don't look in or try to find out more information about the stuff because they're either excited about it or they're haphazardly, um, haphazardly um, concerned about the actual final product, won't look into different shit, find out different information about stuff, or just try to see if it's something that's even worth their time looking at whether or not it's going to be the same old recycled bullshit that they keep seeing within Hollywood today, well, then you're going to have problems when immediately all of the changes in the different directions that you want to go within your story are things that these people have huge issues with. You've changed Faye's costume. That's 
fucking stupid. But you had her costume damn near the same, except for the fact that she's not wearing her yellow shorts. These are characters who sometimes change outfits. They do wear different clothes, lots of times, actually. Um, it's just that Spike generally just wears that one suit, and so does Jet. And they're they're known for wearing these iconic clothes, but it's not like they haven't worn other brand of clothing throughout the entire series. So it would have been fine, and then especially considering the fact that you had Faye wear an outfit similar to her outfit, it's just that her shorts were a different color. And other than that, you have to wonder why the fuck was that your stopping point? You just didn't change the shorts to a different color. They didn't need to be higher. They didn't need to be slimmer or made out of a particular material. It just needed to be yellow because that's her outfit. Her top is yellow. Her shorts are yellow. You already had stockings on her. She had boots. All that was fine. So deviating away from something like that is idiotic and irresponsible because it just seems stupid. It's not like the shorts, again, it was just the color. It was really just the color factor when it came to shorts. And her wearing a red jacket wasn't really that far-fetched or that big of a deal because she always wore that little red thing over her top anyway. So it was like her having a red jacket, that's eh, fine, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. And even if you was to deviate or go away from that showcase, we don't want her to be as sexy because you know how those people get in Hollywood about sexy females. They, they all need to be butch. They need to be strong butches <laughs> in order for them to do stuff. So we had to change her costume. And it's like, look what I got you. They got the actress who was actually playing the character to basically open her fucking mouth and sound like a complete and total dumbass criticizing and diminishing the fans over something that realistically she had no control over as well as something that she shouldn't even have brought to life or talking about. It's when you have people basically talking about or bringing up these small little subtle differences that you are bringing within your show because, hey, you might not, you're able, like you're not able to do this or you want to do that and change this or whatnot. And then they decide to criticize you from it for it. When you clap back to that criticism, that's when you start setting yourself on fire. That's when you start doing dumb shit because when they criticize you, you just let that shit go and then you let the product speak for itself. Your problem is that your product was utter dog shit, but at the same token, you was doing nothing but making sure that people were going to be um, not tuned into whatever it is that you were trying to sell them. So rather than just go, hey, if you guys don't like the costume design, that's cool, but we have different assortments of costumes for Faye. Hell, don't even answer. He was like, hey, you guys don't like the costume design? I understand, but just give the show a shot. See if you like it. So many people will still be like, I'm still going to watch it because you ain't got the outfit. And it's like, let those bitches cry. That does not fucking matter. But when you literally have the actress sit there and talk about fans and being trolls and whatnot and then criticizing them for liking the outfit from the original character, whom are literally a part of the fan base that you're desperately trying to coin in on, which is why you're making this adaptation in the first fucking place, then you have a problem, you dumbass. And in considering the fact that so many people approach these adaptations with the mindset that this is something totally new, something totally different, it does not have to follow the original source material, which is why we can do whatever the fuck we want. You dumbass creator behind this bullshit and all the writers who followed suit, you idiots don't realize that's not how that shit works at all. You've seen that with Star Wars. You've seen that with what's going to happen with the next Lord of the Rings and all the criticism that's going into that. You've seen that time and time again, over and over and over again, when it comes to dealing with shit that involves people who have a huge like or are part of a fandom of a product. 
these people do not forgive easily. In fact, they don't forgive at all, actually. Um, and much like to the testament of the bullshit that's been coming out within all of these superhero movies, you've seen that time and time again. So why do you believe that if you just throw out something, but it's related to something that only a select few of people actually are generally excited for or really care about, why the fuck do you believe that normal people are going to bypass their hearsay in order to jump onto the bandwagon of whatever the fuck it is that you created? You created this because it has a fan base. It has a following. People like it. So why would you assume that everyone else is going to like it except for those people who are part of that fan base and initially like it? That doesn't make any goddamn sense. That's completely idiotic and stupid. And the fact that you assholes got canceled is is a gift from God. <laughs> Will Netflix learn a lesson from this? Fuck no. Of course they won't. They're Netflix. These assholes made Death Note. Now, Death Note didn't bring up as much scrutiny because Death Note did not answer to the criticism. It The shit came, it went, and it died because of how fucking dumb it was. It was something that was an important, horrible disaster and a clusterfuck of an adaptation to what Death Note actually is. Here's the kicker, though, which is something that a lot of people don't mention when they bring up the dumbass um, live-action adaptation of Death Note. Death Note already has a Japanese version of its movie. I've said this before many times. And those movies are really, really, really fucking good. Now then, you then have different, like not, not even the sense of trying to go from a different culture's perspective of the movie, but essentially people who actually give a damn about showcasing this in the right way to the point where even after the first two Death Note movies, Light loses against L which is not how the story actually ends. But the movie set it up in a way to where it was completely and totally, like that was, that was the only way that that could possibly happen. And it made absolute sense and you went with it because it fucking worked. Because someone who enjoyed the content of Death Note knew this was the only explanation and the only way that we could go. And it was perfect. It was fucking perfect. <laughs> but... Now you have so many people clamoring that like, oh, you shouldn't, shouldn't turn anime into live action. Why not? Why shouldn't you? Why shouldn't you attempt to make a video game into a movie? No, 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 no. These things should happen. People to this day still want to see a live action Dragon Ball Z movie. It's just the fact that no one's going to be able to do it properly because no one can do it properly because no one cares about Dragon Ball Z enough to want to do it properly. You just see it as a quick little cash grab. And because of that, these fuckers aren't going to get it at all. Much like how a lot of people um, are under the assumption that if you make a Dragon Ball Z live action movie, you have to start off from Dragon Ball because that's where the story actually begins, which is stupid. You shouldn't do that. You should pick it up from Dragon Ball Z because that's literally how a bunch of people got into Dragon Ball Z in the first place. And if anything, you should pick it up from Dragon Ball Z at a point in time where you can either introduce Super Saiyan or it would be where you would showcase that... um. Stuff had already happened, which could lead up to prequels being done for the movies rather than actual, um, rather than trying to start up the story earlier when there is a lack of action going on and far more training in the beginning of Dragon Ball Z, which is what happens. The smartest thing to possibly do would be to start when Vegeta and Nappa first appear on Earth and then showcasing those fights within like a movie or a series or something like that. That would be the smart and more, uh, the more obvious thing to do, but 
every time people try to track, tackle Dragon Ball Z, you basically get all those fan-made shows that just got way too much fucking talking, and then their effects are really shoddy. But what do I know? <laughs> I'm just a super-duper fan of Dragon Ball Z. I wouldn't know how to properly be able to introduce the characters and showcase them in a great way take away a lot of the exposition that's done within Dragon Ball Z, so you just have room for the action, which is what people desperately really want to see. <laughs> Not try to copy the action that was done in terms of uh, trying to fill in time because the studio had to cut back on funding and whatnot because, you know, toys are some dicks, um, especially when it comes to their cash cows. No, 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 no. Don't want to, don't want to. I don't know nothing. I don't know nothing at all. <laughs> But like I said, I'm happy that this got canceled. And um, ooh, uh, before I forget to reeling into more information about it. So after the fact of it getting canceled, you know, you had the backlash of everything going on, which was equally hilarious. And so you had um, Timo Supremo, uh, the number one dumbass, the chick who played Faye, basically just clamoring and opening her mouth and screaming to high heavens about how this is all messed up and whatnot. Now, not only did she get caught out the fact that um, she's sitting there telling people to, like, they're literally cheering for the fact that people lost their jobs when she herself on Twitter did something similar to that before. Um, it's also the factoid that she's comparing it and trying to discern this as a way to make people who are justifiably happy that they're not continuing this shit story um, ever again should feel bad that they're not continuing this shit story. She claimed, like, someone claimed, like, you know, there's like they got the script for the second season and people are going to miss out. And it's like, they're going to miss out on more of this bad story that they initially don't like or that the audience doesn't like, period. So not even fans of Cowboy Bebop, but just the audience of that show entirely didn't like. They didn't like the story or what it was doing. So why the fuck would they care what the second season would do? It's not implementing anything that would be good or is generally liked in the first fucking place. So that's a stupid statement. She also claimed or um, clamored around about um, how, you know, if a restaurant was closing down, you wouldn't cheer over the fact that a lot of waitress, waitresses and waiters and cooks and chefs would lose a job because the restaurant was doing bad. And realistically, that's an incredibly dumb and idiotic statement because if a restaurant is doing bad, that is not the fault of the people who work on the restaurant. It's the restaurant as a whole. It's not making money. Those people losing their jobs, that's just the, that's, what is it? Um, That's a consequence of the trade, really. Your, your job is that you working at a failing restaurant. You need to look for better employment. This place is going to shut down soon. <laughs> Get off the sinking ship. The bitch is going under. It's no one's fault but your own. <laughs> Hell, if a, if a ship decides to start sinking, it's no one else's fault that you got on the ship besides you. You want to get on the ship. Okay. That comes with the gamble that it might sink. <laughs> it's not going that far from the shore, but it might sink. It doesn't matter. The gamble is that it might sink. You don't know why. You don't know how. Doesn't matter. It's just that it fucking might. That's still a gamble, period. And so having that being the thing and having her basically just trying to make people go like, well, yeah, we probably shouldn't cheer for this. We probably should petition Netflix to bring it back and let them do a second season to see if they can bring back the the taste or the, the feel of cotton <laughs> or to make the fans truly believe that this is similar to Cowboy Bebop and all its glory. No, they shouldn't. 
it's a it's a shitty show. You've literally can't put all your eggs in a basket on a show that no one gave a damn about the original fan base that even liked the original source material. They didn't they didn't give a damn about their feelings towards the product at all. And so with that being a huge chunk of motherfuckers that would even want to look at this going away, why the fuck do you think the regular people who essentially would have been told by so many other people, just look at the regular Cowboy Bebop, look at the anime of Cowboy Bebop, it's really good, it's really good, it's really good. Okay, that's fine and all, but if they don't want to see it, they don't want to see it. And if you have something that's a shell, not even, well, not even a shell, but I'm just still use that as a point of reference but something that's a shell of what the fucking adaptation actually is or what it's from what it's adapted from why the fuck would they waste their time with that you have a shitty story a shitty concept shitty characters shitty renditions of a bunch of their plot lines and things like that and then you're showing it to the masses and the people who are fans of the product don't give a fuck and then the regular people who essentially you're trying to entice don't give a fuck because it ain't anything the thing that made cowboy bebop special has been hollowed out of this thing. You just have characters' names. Nobody does anything. The action is subpar. A lot of your wire work is really fucking shoddy and fucked up. A lot of the action scenes are really to- um, terrible, uh, not really well done. You have just just some of the worst, like some really dumb wire moment uh, moments. You have like the CGI is okay in some parts. It's really not bad, but at the same time, uh, the, the subject matter of what's going on is like who cares? Like it, it, this ain't really anything. It's so broken from the get-go because there's nothing anyone would latch on to or even care about because you didn't really put any type of thought or planning into this whatsoever. Hell, one of the most fucked up parts that they kept using as like promotional content was the scene where Vicious and Spike fight um, at the church and uh, where Spike has the gun pointed at Vicious' shoulder and Vicious has the blade um about to go on Spike's um, shoulder as well. And the scene that, and like the thing that they kept showcasing for the, for like the promotional thing, it was having the stained glass window be a backdrop behind them. And the thing is, is that in the actual scene, the stained glass window is actually behind Spike. Vicious is facing the stained glass window. So they didn't even get the scene right. And the thing is, is that when that scene happens is that Spike takes a shot, but Vicious then stabs Spike and then grab him and then throw him through the window. We didn't even get that. We got him being shot by Julia, who wasn't even supposed to be there, and then him falling through the window, playing the same fucking song, which was, that was so predictable from the very beginning because of how they was doing the soundtrack. But at the same time, it was so ill-placed and it just made absolutely no sense. And it had none of the feeling that came with the original moment of when that happened when in Cowboy Bebop, because when that did happen, Spike threw grenades down. <laughs> well, he threw a grenade down that blew up where Vicious was supposedly at. And it was just a small little moment where you got to see more of Spike's backstory as that slow thing was falling and happening. But all of that content was removed because all that cont- uh, context was removed because of what the show was trying to do because it was recreating a scene, but having none of the soul that comes behind it really fucking stupid and then it just ended with julia becoming the leader because that should happen (laughs) because girl power and it is is horrible god is it horrible but this is what we get this is what like 
This is what happens when you have people who just don't give a fuck in, in incorporating this shit. I mean, so many people are going to be upset about the One Piece live action. Like, you don't even understand. As things are going right now, One Piece fandom outweighs Cowboy Bebop fandom. Big time. And anyone who's like an anime aficionado will probably want to go, no, Cowboy Bebop is so... Like, I guarantee you, no. As much as the streaming services have pull and being used in different countries and whatnot, One Piece is a far bigger anime than Cowboy Bebop ever fucking was. So, oh, hell no. <laughs> like, I guarantee you, that one's gonna be a fucking bonfire. But uh, a bonfire of uh, fucking California woodland fire proportions. <laughs> It's so dry over here. Our voices are burning. <laughs> I don't care. I really, I really don't care. <laughs> so many waterfires, the forest fires. <laughs> That's fucked up. But who cares? Uh, but realistically, like that was gonna be fucking terrible. But only because so much has been done with like the guy writing the script and the show, um, the showrunners and everything that's being showcased and whatnot, and you have a dude who essentially has a tendency to get political in his work. He also has a notion of leaning incredibly left-leaning, which is equally stupid when it comes to making films and movies and whatnot, because you don't need to do that, but they've been doing that for years because motherfuckers are stupid. Um, and it's like, you know, if you want to get all political and whatnot, which I completely say ignore because, you know, fuck politics. But, um, but you know, watch it. But fuck it. Good. But politics is the greatest soap opera you you're never you've never seen. <laughs> that's that's what I say. It's the greatest soap opera you've never seen. But um, it having this dude and like what like what was it? It was a tweet where he was like Kamala D Harris, Will of D, and it just made anyone who's a One Piece fan just wanted to like shit themselves. And it was like God, that was terrible. And it's a word I hate using, but it was it was cringy. And it was like, God, that was cringy. And it was like, uh, I hate just going, it was cringe. Like, it, it's cringy. <laughs> it was like, no, it was cringy. And it was like, ugh, what the fuck? Like, ugh, like, God, what the hell? And it was like, he put that out there. And it was like, I do not trust this man to make a live action One Piece show, period. And then you had essentially taking what um, Ichiroda did, which shouldn't have been made literal, but um, basically the concept of being uh, someone asking, well, if you had to choose where these characters came from. What would be their country of origin? And then motherfuckers go off the rail and assume that that's exactly what their country or their nationality should be like when that's retarded because that's not how the world of One Piece works. But you use that basis because of that statement to justify your casting direction because why the fuck not? And then considering the fact that the Japanese haven't even attempted to make One Piece into a live action when they've done this with a bunch of other things already, and One Piece being as big as it is, has not even been attempted to be live action, even though they have um, they have cosplayers and voice actors doing shit all the time in terms of One Piece that look really good as far as um uh, as far as like concept wise of um, you know if you wanted to get these people to be showcased in live action or whatnot, um, it was like a thing that they did recently where like the voice actors came out alongside of like different people cosplaying as the characters, and it was fantastic. And it was like, um, the cosplays that they had, I was like, that should be in the fucking movie. It was like a really good Frankie and everything. And I was like, that looks pretty cool. I'm in the show or whatever. But 
you then have them go out and actually pick actors that fit the continuity of what each other said, which they shouldn't have taken fucking literal in the first fucking place. And not only that, but considering how well-versed and huge the One Piece actual storyline is, also considering the fact that most fillers in One Piece are shit, just, just shit, <laughs> um, it doesn't bode well if they do one of two things. One, if they, actual, if they actually follow continuity within One Piece or they try to recreate what actually happened within different arcs and whatnot, they're going to miss a ton of information regardless. It doesn't matter what they do, what they try to do, they're going to miss a lot of fucking information. Two, if they try to go the route of a filler and make up their own bullshit for their story, One Piece does not have the muscle for something like that. It is not a story that is centered around having separate incidents that could happen within these characters yes because of how they travel from island to island that could be seen it's a, it's a basic function behind their movies and whatnot true but in the actual continuity realm it does not work that's why a lot of their fillers are really fucking stupid and that's why their movies have to take place in ridiculous moments um when it's like eh, it doesn't really fit and then considering how tightly knit the actual one piece story is Generally speaking, when they go from island to island, it's kind of a quick thing. So there really isn't no room left for interpretation of what they could have possibly done in between this island's adventure and that island's adventure. That's just a one piece thing. So with those two factors being taken out of the place, like for actually making a good live action, a good <laughs> actually making a good live action version of one piece, how exactly can you approach this story? Well, you can't. You really can't. They had the cast goes all the way up to Sanji. And if you know anything about One Piece, that's a lot of fucking episodes. That's a lot of fucking story. That's a lot of fucking, a lot. <laughs> so there's so many massive arcs, so many massive moments, so many massive things that happen in the realm of them just getting to where Sanji shows up. So it's not good. It really isn't good that they're attempting to do this because it's really the only two ways that they could possibly go about it. So, uh, I don't think they will do well. I don't think that it's going to be well. I don't think that it's going to be anything special, but at the same time, I would not argue against other people trying to hand at doing live action adaptations. I would just argue at the studios actually giving a damn and letting this shit be well received or taken in correctly having people who care about the source material when they're adapting this shit, having the creators who are still alive, mind you, sitting on the sidelines and going, oh yeah, they should do this, this, that, and that, and that. And then being like, okay, let's make this possible. Literally like how they did with JK Rowling and um, Harry Potter. Why is it so hard and difficult to basically put your stupid ass ego aside and allow for this content that essentially has fans, has a nice backing, and is guaranteed to get you money if you do it correctly, the right and um, perfect time of day if executed correctly. Um, well, see, that was just a weird clusterfuck of a um, sentence. <laughs> Why is it so hard to let something that has a fan base that can get you money because they'll enjoy something that you make because it happens to hit all the checkboxes that they want in the product that's based off of some shit that they know. Why is that a hard concept? Why is it so difficult to literally just do that? Why is it retarded to not think back to the Sonic movie where they rechanged how Sonic looks to make the movie better because people hated it at first because it looked terrible? Why is it so hard to not understand that these fandoms 
have like these motherfuckers have money they're bringing in the moolah this is why you're doing this shit in the first place it's the same reason why they made all these superhero movies and only a few of them actually did really well and really and were really good there's a reason behind that there's a reason why as much as all these people are bitching about like turning shit into live action and whatnot don't really consider the fact that one of the greatest superhero movies ever created was spider-man 2 there is no Spider-Man comic that's like Spider-Man 2. There isn't. Spider-Man, the comics, are the is the essence of what's in Spider-Man 2. The essence of Spider-Man is showcased within Spider-Man 2. There's no exact comic, page for page, um, word for word, um, depicted in Spider-Man 2. But there are different moments within the comic books, as well as different things that Peter Parker himself would personally do, as well as just different overall well-scripted and well-written story that was done for Spider-Man 2 to give you the best adaptation of Spider-Man on the big screen to date. But that never would have happened if someone who didn't give a fuck about that character actually make that movie, which by my standards, literally, is the greatest superhero movie of all time. I have never seen anything that's ever been better. I've never seen anything that has done a character far more justice than Spider-Man 2. I love that damn movie. And even though as much as I love it, the, yeah, there are parts that I fast forward to when I watch it now, but <laughs> because I'm going to sit there and look at shit that's annoying. Mary Jane making wedding invitations. Fuck that scene. <laughs> pizza time. That's all you need to see is pizza time. Then you fast forward everything else. Motherfucker got fired. I don't like that shit. <laughs> Him telling Aunt May he killed Uncle Ben. I don't like that shit. Got to fast forward to that. Got to fast forward. And you got to get to the good stuff. You got to get to the good stuff. But that doesn't change the fact that I never would have gotten that movie if someone was to basically, if someone was to have won the conversation. Don't make live action comic book movies because those things are already in the comics. Just go read the comics. Yeah, it's not the same as going with anime and, um, you know, anime and live action adaptations of anime, but I'm just shooting in the ballpark here. So, you know, go fuck yourself. But that's all for me. This has been another episode of Fun with Flame. I've been your host, Daniel the Flame. Make sure you check out all of my good stuff on Twitter. I'm at Hey the Flame. No, not Hey the Flame, at Daniel the Flame. Um, and then you check out more of my anchor stuff at anchor.fm slash Daniel the Flame. And as always, good people, I hope you have fun.